When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. Yes, we had an interesting week in the racing here, whether you're watching it from Formula One side, the NASCAR side, or the IndyCar side. A lot of moving parts here this weekend, but worry not. The crew is here to break it all down for you. Hello, everyone. Matt Beamer here alongside Charlie Herkus and Austin Reeves bringing you the latest and greatest from the world of auto racing. Again, can't stress enough, consistency means everything, and I think that's going to be the motto for this week's episode. It's going to be a crazy talk. We've got a lot to talk about here. But first and foremost, guys, how's it going there from the great state of Alabama? Doing good. Just another weekend there and, um, you know, another weekend of racing. So just getting ready for my last race of the season here this coming weekend. Need a good showing, to be honest with you. So it's going to be a double points race. Still a possibility for me, but we'll we'll see what happens. So uh, we definitely got to talk about our uh, racing between the three of us. Yeah, we, we that happened. So. What we did here this past weekend is we decided for once I was able to get online and do iRacing with you guys. And I said, yeah, we'll do it. And we signed up for this one league. I got it right here Vigilante Racing League or VRL. And they're located there in the world of iRacing here. And Charlie actually found it. They're racing Daytona. I think they were racing trucks at Daytona, if I'm not mistaken. They, they were. And we decided to go on there, kind of just a whim. It was just a recruitment race, 50 laps, not a whole lot. But there were a lot of stuff thrown in there, like they had only 40% of fuel in there, so we couldn't make a full full fuel run. So the attempt was to break up the pack and make it a little more interesting, a little more strategy. Didn't work out like that, but however, unlimited... Quick repairs, and what a quick repair is, if you're not familiar with iRacing, is it's kind of just a reset. You go into the pits, and everything's fixed. Tires, damage, everything. Our idea was, and Charlie figured out a way to 
have us all communicate. So we were able to communicate there on iRacing, which was perfect. We started the race in the back and worked our way up, got caught up in a few wrecks. In fact, I think Austin got caught up in every accident during that race. All 36 of them. There was a lot of wrecks. The goal was to have each of us try to pit together within every eight to nine laps. That never happened. Green flags to pit stops didn't happen once. It was just chaos from the start. Even the race directors came on and said, we are so sorry, this is not the way it's supposed to happen. But it was well put together. I, I'm kind of tempted to join that league coming up here at the end of September before we get to Talladega to see what we could do and bring to the table there with ITM Media Racing or rambling about racing, racer, racing, motorsports, or whatever you guys want to call it. But it was a lot of fun, and I'm going to let Charlie explain the end, or Austin, because the end is really where it came up, and if you follow us on social media, more so Twitter, you would have seen our tweet talking about a preview for this week's episode here, and I just want to leave it to one of you two to give, your first of all, your impressions of the league, and second of all... Well, our our bet was, and this really didn't get determined until, what, the, the middle of the race... I think it was the start of the race. I think, I, I, yeah, it was the start of the race. And I said, okay, loser buys the first case of beer at Talladega. Whoever finishes the worst out of Whoever us Whoever finishes the worst, the loser buys the first case of beer. That was the bet. Everybody said, okay, it sounds like a fair bet. I didn't know we had a bet, but okay. I, I think you were selectively hearing there, Austin, because everybody heard it. We were on one no, channel. I, I don't, I mean, I feel like, I mean, it don't matter to me, but I can admit, but okay. All right, so... We're carrying on with the race here, and we end up in a green-white checker ordeal. Well, this series only uh, only runs one green-white checker finish, and that's it. So we take the white flag, and, of course, they're wrecking. We all get caught up in the wreck, of course, and they say, hey, we're not throwing a caution. At this time, I had already straightened out my truck. I shift down to second. And I get going. I hear Matt on the radio. You son of a beep. <laughs> I don't recall swearing at all during that race. I get going. I wound up finishing seventh after starting dead last. And so out of us three, I finished seventh. Uh, I think uh, Matt and Alliston finished 13th or 14th or 14th or 15th. 12th or 13th. Okay. We, finished, we all three finished much better than we started because we all three just did not qualify. We opted to just start in the rear mm-hmm. and just have fun with it. And, and we did because, man, we, we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. Uh, except, for, except for one time when I got really mad and just threw my headset because Austin decided, oh, well, this guy's holding me up. I'm just going to go to the outside and pass him and decided he put me into the wall. To go to the outside. And, man, I, boy, I was furious. I wound up like four laps down and got a laps back. And the only way I forgave Austin, I was like, Austin, are we on, are we back on the lead lap? It took him a solid eight laps to communicate with us. Yeah. My man, uh, Matt, I was chatting. And all of a sudden, I hear, Austin, we're moving right now. I was like, yeah, I, I, quit. I quit talking. I, I, I was still pretty – Pretty upset. Now, there was this one point where I did see that. I saw, I heard Austin say, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm ahead of them. I'm way ahead of them. I'm focused on my race and trying to figure out what I'm going to do 
throughout the race, and I just see Charlie throw down and probably his $100 headset over a video game. It's like, dude, what are you doing? I, I almost backed out at that point. I'm racing, and what's what was good about this recruitment race was under the caution, he allowed people to get their laps back. He would give people a wave around if they were a lap down. So there was more than Thank goodness for a lot of cautions. So there was a lot of cautions. That goes to show the number of cautions that there were during the race. And then it also went to go to show just how good this VRL is. It's a fun league. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's broadcast on YouTube. If should we join, we'll we'll definitely promote them. But continue, Charlie. We're on the final lap. Green right checkered. You drop it in the second. You're ahead of us. Because there's more to the story. Well, carry on, because I, I, I'm really blacking out at this point. I, I, I get it. So, okay. we come over the radio. Charlie's like, where'd I finish? I said, Charlie, you finished seventh. Me and Matt finished 12th, 13th. So, me and Matt had busted engines, you know, oil temps getting up, everything. We're just coasting. Well, Charlie comes over and says, top 10 finish. That calls for a celebration. So, by this time, I have caught up to Matt. The only reason I knew it was Matt because I had a green bumper. And... I saw where he was like 0.6 seconds in front of me. I was like, that's Matt. And then Matt doesn't go down pit road, and I'm like, I want to see what's going to happen. And I see Charlie spinning out, and all of a sudden Matt squares Charlie up, and I'm talking about just, bam! I'm like, did that really just happen? And I look at my phone, and Matt's over here dying laughing. Charlie's like, what was that? And I'm talking about, I started dying laughing. Matt took Charlie out on his celebration. And it was fun. I think it was. So, I think it was more the way he his demeanor was. It wasn't the fact that he was doing burnouts. I could care less. But it was just the fact that he went. That calls for a celebration. So I, I, yeah, I, I was so mad. I was just, like, just and I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to go do a burnout. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt just creams me. I wasn't going to. In, in the replay and slowing it down is like ten times as funny. Because I, I did a complete three six barrel roll. I don't know how I pulled that off, and then and I landed I, right I, back on the wheels. I stuck the landing. It was it was great. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. The, oh, the, one of the big takeaways that I took from that was that we need to work on our communication. If should we do this, we need to just get on the same page here. Be, but I feel like if we do go, join this racing league, there's going to come a point where it, you know I don't care what you do, I'm going to win the race. Well, me and Charlie stuck with each other the whole race. You was the one up front riding around. I found myself in a good position to maybe get a good finish. How'd that work out for you? I finished seventh. I finished what thirteenth? You guys said twelfth. I didn't finish last. No, we didn't know finish last. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But then I heard you guys talking about on the group text this past weekend about a baby shower and jalapenos. I gotta yeah, so the jalapeno story I have to wait. However, okay, um, my my story. My story is PG enough or PG-13 enough for the show. Uh, so Austin and just, Kayla. Just remember this. I don't like editing the podcast to the point where it's like I have to add tracks and add censors. You may continue. No censors. No censors. No, it is, it's, it's okay. Yeah. So Austin and Kayla are up there opening their gifts at the baby shower and stuff like that. And I get this wild hair. I'm like, you know what? I left a gift out. I need to go get it real quick. So me and me and Jason walk uh, next door, and we we get the gift real quick. Where's where's next door at this point? Just, there's there's a gas station besides There's a gas station. There's a gas station. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we get the gift. We come back. I got the gift in my pocket. 
they get done opening the presents and they're on the last present or so. And I walk up there and I'm standing beside Austin and I was like, Austin, you know, what was that Charles's last gift? And he says, yeah, that was it. I said, okay, y'all, y'all stay seated. And I said, Hey, you know, if I, if I can have everybody's attention, I said, you know, we, we got one more gift. And I says, you know, as, as we all know, these things can get, these type things can get kind of expensive when you rent this place out, you know, all the gifts. I said, especially when she's spitting two of them out at a time. Uh, I said, these type things add up. I said, so in order to prevent this type of stuff from happening, we, we got Austin, we got, we got a one more gift. I, I pulled out a box of condoms out of my pocket and handed it to Austin. And boy, everybody lost it. It was super funny. Austin just hung his head low. It just started dying laughing. Kaylin was laughing. I'm glad she was laughing because she'd probably never talk to me again. Uh, <laughs> so I did clear it with uh, Kaylin's mama first before I did that. Uh, so it was funny, though. Man, it was funny. Kind of glad. It, it was funny. It was funny. It but was. when Charlie started talking in a like a serious voice, I'm yeah. like, I don't know what I, I, wasn't, I wasn't cracking a smile up there. Uh, like, I literally. I, I, I was, I literally I, like it, it was almost like a, uh, it was almost like I was up there kind of giving a eulogy, uh, and yeah, also like, just didn't know what to expect. <laughs> no, like I thought he was literally fixing to tell me that I wasn't the father or something. Like that's how serious he was, and I'm like, yep, well, hey, here we go, child support, baby, there it is. <laughs> and then he hands me a box, and I'm like, oh, that's ten out of ten. Right so then Austin gift. has the nerve to turn around and tell Kalen. Well, I take this to Todd Dega with me. I was like, oh, oh. no. <laughs> Ooh. I was like, oh, oh boy, no, no. <laughs> I was like, well, Austin's not going to Talladega no more. Newsflash, newsflash. I actually am going to Talladega. I cleared that this weekend. So All right. me and Eddie are still on the road to Talladega. Unfortunately, I don't think Preston will be joining us for Talladega this year. He's gonna miss out. Oh, I got the email today. As a matter of fact, saying I can log on and print the tickets out. So, wait, print the tickets? Yeah, they they are not like mailing me any tickets, so it will be all digital. How am I going to include the ticket in my wall of fame? Well, I guess you'll have a printed copy to add your wall of fame. It's a nice wall. It's history right there. That's going to be handed down to my daughter one day. The legacy of my. Well, I'll be sure to sign your ticket so it means something. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing well. Hope everyone's doing well out there, whether you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, or if you're listening to us on your regular podcast platform or Burns Radio. Really do appreciate it. Nothing from this in, just counting down the days. The, the more I look at the schedule for NASCAR, the closer Talladega gets to the top. I can't wait. I'm glad you're going, Austin. I can't wait to see everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have a feeling that show after Talladega is going to be 10 percent Talladega the race and 90 percent and 90 percent the party. Oh yeah, it's going to be like the Daytona escapades. I, it's going to be fun with just us three. But when you throw Eddie in the mix, like I. I don't even know who Eddie is. Who's Eddie again? Austin's father-in-law. father-in-law. Oh, I met him. I, I'm, I'm telling you. Like, once you throw Eddie in the mix, like this. Do you think the only reason why Eddie's going with you, Austin, is because to keep tabs on you? Because Absolutely not. 
Oh no, Eddie sounds fun. Yeah. But if something happens there, at least Austin's mother and all is available at that point in time. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. You needless to say I might be going to bed at ten o'clock, maybe eleven o'clock every night just to have plausible deniability. Caleb's gonna be calling me daddy seen, after all. I've never seen somebody lock a tent. Matt's gonna buy a lock for his tent. You could just easily just cut it and you guys will be drunk enough, you'll cut holes in it and be like, We're in. Got you. I'm just gonna bring the camper. I should just bring the camper and say, Don't yeah, you guys would tip it over. Never mind. <laughs> You just be like tipping it over. Who wants to go uh, camper tipping tonight? <laughs> oh my god! Me, I'm, me. Going, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. How we go get your jack man and your field man? Hey, come on! Hey, who who bets we can go down there and sabotage Wallace's car? Lord, we'll get thrown in jail. That's again. I'm going to be in my tent. But like, what happened here? Like, I was asleep the whole time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I'm officer. That's jail time. I can't do yeah, that. I'm not going. In. I'm not. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, let register with the DMV. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So let's go ahead and break, get into it before we get too far down the rabbit hole. Talladega. Needless to say, stay tuned for the Talladega post race show. We're going to have fun. There's going to be a few people there that we know how he said he'd hang out with us. Hopefully he keeps his promise. Because I think he will. Because if he doesn't, then that's the whole point. We went down to Talladega. Yeah, no, I, I think he will. I actually texted him this week, and he texted back, and we chatted back and forth. So yeah, I, I think I, I think how he's I think the fact that you know he's still staying in touch with us and, and chatting back and forth, he'll he'll keep his word. I tell you what, if, after he was on the show, that was a fun hour. Just <laughs> Caroline was mad at me when I came in. It's like, what took so long? It's like, well, we were having beer with the NASCAR driver. <laughs> no, he he probably didn't. Walk in, you probably stumbled in because man, we yeah, we got we got tore up that. Yeah, that was a fun episode. That was a fun episode in the sense of in the beginning and the end were just we were just trashed, but then like in the the middle was good, but then the middle was great and the end sucked. The beginning we were tipsy, the middle we were completely sober, and in the end we were just uh, inebriated. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun episode. Who y'all got winning next week's cut race? Rusty nope. Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Krusty Rusty. <laughs> Rusty Wallace. Folks, going to take a quick break from this week's episode to tell you about our newest lineup at Bonfire, which can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. There you will find our latest lineup which is the anyone but lineup. Yes, the anyone but lineup. Everyone has that one driver, whether it's Formula One, Indy, or NASCAR, that you just want to root against. My personal favorite is the anyone but Chase Elliott shirt, but you also have anyone but Austin Dillon, anyone but Kozlowski, anyone but Lewis Hamilton, anyone but lineup, only exclusively at the Bonfire Store at ramblingaboutracing.com under the Stores tab. There you will find all the products you're looking for to choose 
that you want to pull for the driver that you don't want to see win. So head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. There you will find our link to the Bonfire Store where you will find our exclusive lineup of anyone but shirts. And if you can't find your driver on there, well, go ahead and reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or at inthemarbles at hotmail.com, and we will make you up the shirt that you driver of the driver that you don't want to see win. So it's a new lineup. Go check them out at ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. Again, I keep saying that, but it's very important that you know where to find it. Or anyone but line up a new line launching from here at Rambling About Racing. Go check it out. You look good to it. All proceeds go to help out Rambling About Racing, bring you more content in the future. Head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab again. Go find it. Anyone but line up. And if you don't see your driver there, go ahead and reach out to us and we'll make sure to add them. Well, speaking of that, let's get into this past weekend's races. We're going to start off with Formula One. Did you guys catch the F1 race? Yeah, I went back and watched it. Okay. The no, for- never mind. I watched it live. I'm sorry. Okay, we watched the Formula One race, and we started the group chat right when the final safety car came out. Pretty much, it was a Verstappen. It was a Leclerc show, and then the Verstappen show. And the it was getting down to the point where something needed to happen, where Charles Leclerc, who was running second, needed to have happen in order to catch Max Verstappen there in the lead. Mm-hmm. The safety car comes out for Daniel Ricciardo's car being disabled in the track. And they needed to take it off. Five laps to go. The safety car came out. Everybody pitted for soft tires because this was, everybody was anticipating a sprint to the finish. Mm-hmm. Where I lost interest was the laps were counted down. The car is clear. They needed to let the lap down cars go. And then, you, back green. And then you heard, and then they were hopefully going to go back green. But then you heard over the radio from Charles Leclerc, race engineer race is going to end on their safety car at that point i was so upset that i turned off the broadcast and walked away unfortunately that is the rules which is the exact opposite of what happened at the end of last season so the fia got put in a dang if you do dang if you don't situation last year they tried to finish the race under green and they did finish the race in the exactly for the betterment of the fans, right? Which is what they should have done this race, but there was so much hate. Well, that's not the rules. That's not the rules. So they went by the rules this race and got so much hate. So there's there's going to have to be a change there to where and, and a lot of people on that page that I follow and stuff is like, hey, look, if there's say like even they said you know if if, of course, they hated NASCAR a little bit. Look, if, if NASCAR can figure this out, Formula One can figure this out. You know, pretty much, if you get down to three to go, then red flag it and pretty much have a, a, a rolling start, you know, just like you would if the safety car was out there or whatever. And it be a pretty much a green-white checker finish in Formula One. Don't have a complete stop and a grid start. But you pretty much have a rolling start, and you have a green-white checker finish, a two-lap shootout. You bunch them back up, sure, and you have a, a green-white checker finish for Formula One. 
and yeah, it's, just a, it's, just, it's just a two, a it's just a two lap shootout. The the lap count freezes with three laps to go, or you could red flag the race with three laps to go. And sure, everybody's got a chance to pit at that point. Fine. Same way with NASCAR. You think they're going to pit? Sure. Depend depending on where everybody is in that race. But at that point in time, everybody had pitted in, in Formula One, and and I, I think that would make Formula One a lot more interesting. Then it finishing under caution. It's the same issue NASCAR had years ago. That if there was a uh, a late race caution, that there was a possibility of the race ending under caution. NASCAR fixed that with the green white checker rule. That the race could not end under caution uh, unless the caution came out during the white flag. So I, I think uh, the FIA is going to have to adapt some type of rule to. Uh, similar to that, to to benefit their organization, but also to satisfy the fan base based off of situations like the end of last year, but also races like this past weekend. I I'm totally okay with when the if the red flag were to come out, do a standing start. I like the standing starts. I think it makes it a little more interesting because I feel like in Formula One, once the safety car starts pulling away. It's on the leader at that point. He could go anytime he wants once the safety car is clear. I don't like that because there's no, like, in NASCAR where you have a restart zone where that's where the leader can go anytime he wants. I, I like it where after red flag, there is a standing start. It makes it more exciting for me okay. to do that. If they do a standing start, don't base it off the lights then. Do a standing start, but base it off the leader. What do you mean? You just tell the leader go whenever? No, no, no. The, I don't like that. The leader, the leader fires, and it's based no, off of everybody's reaction time. Well, so the lights, the lights are based off of everybody's reaction time, and it's everybody knows when to well, go. I mean, it's, that's fine, but everybody's seeing the lights. But that would be just as fair for the leader to for him to get the judge to start, being he was the leader at the time of the red flag. That's my that's my only yeah, argument I, I, on that I, I, side. I guess to your point, but at the same time, it it came. I was so upset with the finish of that race, that Italian Grand Prix, which up to that point was a good race. Anything could have happened. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of issues with cars, and Daniel Ricciardo's car happened to bring out the safety car because they needed to clear it off the track, and then Formula One wanted to make sure everything was good off the track, make sure there was no debris on the track. But, man, I feel like they missed a golden opportunity, and the announcers even said it's not Formula One isn't in the business to – make grandstand finishes. They're in the business to make sure everybody's safe and follows the rules. If I bought a ticket to the Formula One Grand Prix there in Italy, I would be pretty upset with the outcome of that race. Not only that fact that Ferrari finished second with Charles Leclerc, I could care less that Max Verstappen won if I was there cheering for Ferrari. But the fact that I feel like I was robbed from what could have been a great finish had they said, everybody stop, let's finish this race under the green, if at all possible. So I think Formula One needs to find it. If NASCAR could do it, I know Formula One can. At least NASCAR attempts it. At least find their own version of right, it, I At guess. least find your own version yeah. of it. There's got to be a solution to it. Now, I can understand on the final lap, should it in a big accident happen to cause a safety car? Yeah, okay, finish the race. But with five laps to go on a what, two, three-mile track, I'm pretty sure you can find time to 
you can find a solution to it. There's a solution to that issue. That race made me upset. I don't know about Let us know what you think if you're watching us, what you thought about the Formula One race, or use hashtag what you, what you think ITM to tell us about the Formula One Grand Prix from Italy, in your opinion. I didn't much care for it. I thought it could have been better, but it could have been way worse if you were asking me. Yeah, except for the end. Overall, I mean, it was some good racing throughout the field. That um, What was this, DeVry, De, 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 uh, whatever his name is, oh, DeVry. Yeah, yeah, that new guy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he performed very well yeah. for his out, you know, his debut race. In a Williams, nonetheless. If, yeah. if Preston was here, he would be able to tell us exactly what his name is. But, yeah, I, I thought he did a good job. But, man, I think the the fact that it ended under caution like that took it away from me. It's kind of like my first IndyCar race, although it was the race where Justin Wilson was killed in. I feel like that overshadowed it more. But the fact that it ended under caution just kind of ruined the race the rest yeah. of the way. You know what? It was just weird. I didn't like that. But I think they, I think the Formula 1 does need to do something, what they should do. I think we threw out a, good, a lot of good options. But the, for, for, the Formula 1 and the FIA need to figure out something because I feel like the fans of Italy got robbed. Everybody got unless you're from the Netherlands or a Max Verstappen fan, you you weren't happy with the outcome of that race. Right. IndyCar wrapped up their season here in Will Powers. Alex Blue. No, Alex. Oh no. Will Powers. Will Powers won the championship. Yep. For the IndyCar season and something about IndyCar, man. Just just real quick here, and IndyCar ran four oval races this season: Texas, Worldwide Technologies. Worldwide Technology Center Racing, Iowa, and Indy for the Indianapolis 500. Four races were oval. Four races, to me, were worth them watching. Even then, not all of them were spectacular. Mm -hmm. I think they need to find a better level there because there's really not much to talk about with IndyCar. I'm not a big IndyCar guy because they don't race on ovals all the time. I like the oval racing aspect of IndyCar. If it's split 50-50, it's split 50-50. That's fine. I could nitpick this all day. I'm not going to really go down a rabbit hole right now, but congratulations to Will Power for winning a championship there in IndyCar. Wish there would be more ovals. I'm with you on that. Let's just run Talladega. That would be just absolutely crazy. That would be crazy. They, those cars would fly. They, they would. I, I would feel really unsafe about having anybody else. Borderline dangerous. That, that, is, that would be straight up dangerous. I was dangerous. just about Talladega. All right. The Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series from Kansas Motor Speedway this past weekend. John Hunter Nemechek starting off in the Truck Series here. John Hunter Nemechek winning that race, dominating that race, starting in the first position and finishing first. Two drivers eliminated from that playoff standings we have Carson Hoskovar who did not make the next round and surprisingly enough for me Matt Crafton didn't make it thoughts on the truck race from Kansas that was a good race all around um I really thought Hoskovar's crew made a good call to put him there at the end you know he didn't have the speed that John Hunter had and you know he passed him and then what really got me was uh crew chief told him hey we don't have to win the race to you know lock ourselves into the next round and then they weren't catching up uh, with, uh, was it Eckes? I mean, not Eckes, uh, Rose? Yeah, they weren't paying attention. No, yeah. it, was, it was Christian Eckes, I think. Yeah, it was, it was Christian Eckes, and he, you know, he kept climbing up, you know, and then by the time he finished second, he was minus three, maybe. I think it was three points, and he didn't make it. Um, but all around, it was a good race for me. I thought it was an all right race. 
Typical truck race at Kansas. Not really anything to write home about, to be honest with you. Kind of a dominating performance by, in fact, a dominating performance by John Hunter Nemechek. I thought it was okay. It was, it was something to watch on a Friday night. Yeah, I think the Bristol race is coming Thursday. It'll be, be think, something to watch I for think sure. all three races coming up here in Bristol are going to be something to watch here. Yeah, especially the Cup Series. Oh, yeah. We're going to get more into that here in a second. The Xfinity Series race ended under a weather issue. Noah Gregson ending up being in the catbird seat, winning two in a row there. Noah having a very dominant run there. Definitely a championship favorite here moving forward before they start their playoffs here soon. I didn't watch the Xfinity race. I listened to it a little on the radio. However, I was busy taking care of stuff around the house and taking care of honey-do list, so I didn't get to watch it. But listened to it on the radio right when stage two ended. And there was something on the radio about Ty Gibbs, Justin Allgaier. Justin Allgaier. Yeah, so there was about three laps to go or so, or two laps to go in stage two. And I didn't see the initial contact, but I saw Allgaier retaliate, and he just... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I mean, he door slammed crap out of Gibbs on the last lap of stage two. And I was like, man, if this thing winds up running, st- you know, the third stage as well, if they go back green or whatever, it's probably going to have some damage to deal with. But, but did then, you it? Because I thought the way it looked like to me is one came up and one came back at the wrong time. That's the way I looked at it. I, yeah, I, I don't know. But then they showed, they went back and showed it. I, I don't know it. We all know how Gibbs has been all year, too, as aggressive as he's been and stuff like that. I, I would like to say that it ain't what happened, but at the same time, with the way Gibbs has drove this year, I, I wouldn't put it past him to have just – with the rain Four coming years. with the rain coming and stuff like that, they knew it was coming. I, I wouldn't put it past him to have forced the issue and, and hit him pretty good there as well to try and get that second place going into the end of stage two there and, and all guy to have voiced his displeasure that last lap with, with Gibbs. So I, I don't think you've probably seen the end of that one. I think there's a lot of, a lot of drivers in, in the playoffs there with the Xfinity series that have not that they're into playoffs that are probably going to start voicing their, Maybe voicing their displeasure, like wrecking him, but not giving him any room to race. Making sure. it hard to pass. Making it very, very hard for him. Right. Yeah. Bring those elbows out there. Yeah. And by the way. Make, making, that car three, making that car three times wider. And the final race before the playoff start for the Xfinity Series is this weekend 
at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Cup Series from Kansas, Bubba Wallace. Very strong performance, starting sixth, finishing first there. He won it under, under green flag conditions. He won it in a dominating fashion, staying up in the top five all day. I should say, let's say here, staying in the, yeah, t- staying in the top five all day, finishing fifth in stage one, fourth in stage two, and winning the race overall. He had a very strong car there at Kansas, yet we still have people out there bringing issue to that. A lot of stuff I'm hearing, it was rigged. Denny Hamlin let him win. Bubba Wallace only won because he was in Kurt Busch's car. All that just kind of rolls off my back. I'm sure some people will have reason to say it, but other than that, I've never heard anybody else say any of this stuff without, in regards to anybody, any other driver except Bubba Wallace. I'm going to give. I'm going to turn the floor to you guys. What do you guys think of that? Bubba Wallace uh, winning I'll, his second crew win. I'll see you tackle that one first. I'll go last. I mean, I, I got to agree with you. You know that I was. I was. Just, Main one of the group chat saying it, uh, especially after Danny said he got loose. I'm like, no, nah, he's just letting him win. Um, and then I kind of joked about it, you know, Bubba has to win in his teammate's car. Um, but it, you're, you're going to have haters everywhere. Um, and I think Bubba has brought a lot of it on himself. I was kind of, you know, excited for him because, one, it, he finished under green. It wasn't a rain-canceled race. Um, but it, you're still going to have haters, you know. It, everybody has haters. Chase Elliott, Logano, Larson. Yeah, Gordon. I, I got plenty of people that don't like me. I'm say uh, us three, and we, we're not big time. So I don't I mean, know. You're, you're always you're always going to have them people. Who doesn't like me? You have your days. We all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, just everybody has their haters. It's I mean, true, man. I, I mean, I was a Wallace. I wasn't Wallace fan, but I was rooting for him uh, when he finished second in the day 2500, I think, uh, behind Hamlin, and then he started all of his stuff. He started doing, and then I just yeah. kind of. Yeah, it was against him. So I think it's more of a attitude that Bubba Wallace portrays than the driver of Bubba Wallace. If you take the if Bubba Wallace just drives the car and he's proven that he can drive now, winning his second career race, if he cuts all other distractions, I'm gonna call them distractions, out of the equation here. I think Bubba Wallace gets a better fan base, a more respected fan base. Not I, I'm sure he's respected in the garage area. But as far as the fans are concerned, I'm sure they will respect him a lot more than they do now if he just shuts up and drives. Go ahead, I agree. Uh, so the the shut up and drive is, is the perfect thing to say. Uh, not taken away from his win at all. Like, he drove, and he's been running better, period. He's had a lot of good runs lately, a lot of good top ten runs. He's, he's gotten a lot more consistent over the last, I'll say, ten races. He earned the win this past weekend, but he 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 couldn't be humble about it, and, and that's that's where it ended for me. I was like, the the win just ain't enough. I, he just he had to get out and and just be well. This will shut this will shut him the hell up. I'm like, you just have to get out and let your mouth take yep. over. You have to put I, fuel I, on you, the fire. You, you can't let the win be enough. You you can't just get out and thank some people and be a little bit humble. You have to let that mouth take over. Your mouth is why people don't like you from the get-go. Your mouth is what's got you in this position of the the lack of respect that people have you have for you now. And once again, the that lack of just 
humbleness or, or whatever you want to call it is what's going to get you. But once again, that I think that's just his need to be the center of attention and need to be in the spotlight by whatever means necessary. And if it's negative attention, then so be it. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Unfortunately for Bubba Wallace, he needed to do that little gesture. The whole little finger over the mouth. Yeah, oh, come yeah, on, I mean, man. Yeah, I mean, like, just let your driving, let your driving, your driving's what speaks the uh, hush people up. But at the same I mean, time. Go, go out there the next race and, and back it up with another top five finish. Go out there the next race and back it up with another great run. Go out there the next race, win another race. I mean, let your driving back it up. You don't have to run your mouth. Well, at the same time, Kyle Busch did the, had a reputation for doing that way long ago. Especially, and, I think and it there's was a lot of people that didn't like him then. But it was either Kyle, Kansas Kyle's or, not running his mouth the way he used to either. No, he's not. And, and there's a lot of people that's liking him a lot more, myself included, is respecting Kyle Busch a lot more, especially this year the, with the way he's getting treated as well. So. Well, and, and Kyle Busch, you know, doing that little crybaby thing when he won, I believe it was there at Kansas or it was because at Kentucky, one of the two. It was just one of those things to me where Bubba Wallace just, I, I want to, like I, I've said it before in the show, I want to root for the guy. I want him to do well. But it makes it hard to do so. But he's set himself up to the point where he's somewhat, I, I feel, in a way, alienated some old school race fans. Or changes that he wanted to see, not necessarily conducive to leaving the sport alone as a whole. His, his ripple effects and tentacles have gone out a long way. It's I, like he forced NASCAR's hand in a lot of stuff that yeah. didn't need to be played. Right. And, knowing, and, knowing they couldn't not change it. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with outside influences that we won't get into in this podcast because we're not that kind of podcast. But Bubba Wallace won. He wanted in style. He saw the checkered flag fly over him, and I got to hand it to him. He does a nice burnout. Does a good burnout. I, I, thought, it was burnout yet. Yet. I uh, thought it was good. He hasn't seen mine. Your burnout yet? It was way better than Charlie's on iRacing, and let's just say that. He didn't have a fair shot. No, okay, yeah. fair, fair enough. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't find second gear yet. Oh, okay, okay. But <laughs> I did pop the motor though. <laughs> I popped her motor right before Matt said, Kablam! <laughs> oh, it said, man. <laughs> That's really what happened. We'll post it on YouTube. Just boop. It was funny. It said, Beep, boom. I look like the day Hardy's car, whatever, Cold Trigger will come back out onto the track. He said, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, switching gears from Bubba Wallace, now we got to talk about the elephant in the room here, which is the final four of the playoffs here coming up here in the cutoff race for Bristol. And I don't know about you guys, but my bracket is in jeopardy. For one, Christopher Bell is already locked into the next round on points. Not one driver is locked in with wins since Eric Jones and Bubba Wallace won Darlington and Kansas. But the bottom four go like this. Minus two from the cut line, Kyle Busch. Minus three, Austin Dillon. Minus nine, Chase Briscoe. And at an outstanding, I think, need a win, need a definite victory to advance at Bristol. Kevin Harvick, minus 35. 
who would have guessed that going into this race, two abysmal races, races in a row, two DNFs in a row, not necessarily his fault, both of them, but Kevin Harvick now in a must-win going into Bristol. We'll agree or disagree? I still think Harvick got chest-stained. No, I think it was a racing incident. I know it got the air taken off the yeah. nose of the car and stuff. But Chastain, but Chastain did run Jones up, up into was, was it, No, I thought it was Wallace. Uh, it was it Wallace. Wallace. He did Wallace. run Wallace high up into Harvick, up in front of Harvick. So Man, it's another one of the situations where I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue that he got Chastain all day long. I mean, so, he could have lifted just like four or five. It happened so fast. And lost a position or two, but he, they didn't That's, push him up and – it, it didn't hit Harvick, but the air got around his nose yeah. and got yeah. all catty and hit the wall. Took it all but, off the yeah. nose and bam. He got chest stained. Yeah, well. Anyway, Harvick's not necessarily in a must win. I think he but is. If one, if, if one of those cars, you know, if somebody doesn't fall out at the very, that's on the outside looking in on them playoffs. Or on the inside looking out, I guess. I know what you at mean. At the very, very beginning of that race, and and he doesn't run up front all day, then he's in a he's in a must win situation. I, I think he's definitely in a must win situation here because should a now he, he's he's ran good at Bristol plenty he, of times. He's run very well at Bristol, of course. Outside influences have taken him out. Like I don't know, for instance, last year Chase Elliott wanted to be a complete jerk and play that game. That's just Chase Elliott being Chase Elliott, a little crybaby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you say that we're supposed to go down a rabbit hole because I, I remember I remember this episode last year very well. <laughs> he's just trying to uh, instigate. I know he can't get under my skin because oh, he's also a fan of Denny Hamlin and like Joey Logano and all these other crybabies. So touche. <laughs> you got me there, buddy. Although I've never seen Logano win a race, I've seen everybody else listed on that list win a race. That's just my. That's just what it is. Yeah, me and you were at the Roval win. Yeah, you got a nice koozie out of that one. But okay, so none of you think Kevin Harvick's in a must-win situation. I think he's in a must-win situation. He, he's, more, he's more than likely. He's more than likely in a must-win situation. I'm ninety-five percent positive he's got to win to go to the next round. Right, because. I feel like everybody, the, the guys in the danger zone for me here are is Suarez, Tyler Reddick, and Austin Sendrick. I feel like Kyle Busch could get up to and bounce Austin Sendrick out. Dylan, I don't know. He's hit or miss. Briscoe, I'm not even going to throw a dart at that one. But I feel like Kevin Harvick needs to win. They need to pull the rabbit out of their hat, and they need to pull out a victory there at the Bristol Knife Race in order to get into the round of 12. Man, I just hate that. I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pay attention to my fantasy race because we get, we'll be racing that night too. So, oh, stay tuned mm. for updates here. But I I think Harvick's in a must win. It's gonna be interesting to see here. I we'll have to give Jeff my phone and let him keep up with it if he comes to the race Saturday. That's right. Well, hey, and speaking of the Cup Series, speaking of Kyle Busch here, announcement coming out tomorrow. The speculation is. By the time this comes out, the announcement will already be made. We would have shared it on social media. But all indications are that Kyle Busch will be going to race for Richard Childress Racing next year. Thoughts on that? Well, I heard there was also going to be a public apology from Richard Childress for punching Kyle Busch a couple years ago. Is that that where he said, hold my watch, I'm taking my watch off or something? Yeah. Was that him between him and Austin Dillon? 
I think so. Oh, what Austin yeah, Dillon? I was just kidding. There's not going to be a public uh, Austin Dillon. I, don't, I don't think apologize. I'm Austin Dillon about. couldn't find his own fight. Had to get Grandpa to do it. Yeah, right? had to get Grandpappy. I'll give you this silver platter out, my butt, if you'll hit him with it. I'll let you be on next week's episode on my living in one lap, <laughs> uh, living in a fast lane. <laughs> okay, okay, pop quiz here. Pop quiz down the rabbit hole here. If you were starting a race, race team and there are only two drivers to choose from, who would be on your race team? Bubba Wallace or Austin Dillon? I still my quarters. Man, that's a tough choice. You have to pick one. You have to pick one. You have to pick. You have to pick. Austin Dillon or Bubba Wallace. That contract would be very strict, but it'd be Wallace. Ooh. I mean, he's been he's been a driver. But like Charlie said, like there would be like a four thousand page contract. Like you can't say this, you can't do this. He wouldn't be able to just go out there. Can't all, somebody. All, all the all the political side that he's played, absolutely not. You absolutely. show up and you race. Yeah, I had to agree with Charlie. It had to be Wallace just because he's uh, he is a better driver. All right, fair enough. Going back to Kyle Busch here, what do you guys think of him? If the it sounds like the rumors are flowing and it's going towards Richard Childress racing. This past weekend in Kansas, they asked about it. He said nothing has come out yet. We heard today from Kyle Busch's social media accounts. Big announcement Tuesday, the 13th of September. What do you guys think? Do you think it is Richard Childress? And if so, how would that help out the organization? I think RCR made a big mistake on not re-signing uh, Reddit uh, for like a multi-year extension. And, I mean, Bush's doesn't have – looks like doesn't have a ride with Gibbs next year. So, I mean, why not? And I think Kyle Busch would be a great fit for the organization. I think so as well. If only Reddick was going to be there. If it was a true business, he would have gotten rid of Austin Dillon, kept Reddick, and put Kyle Busch into the three car. That's that will never happen. Unfortunately, he's never going to get rid of Dillon. Like he's just going to keep funneling money down that freaking waste pit. Right. He's just. It's just a weight there at the end of the boat that's just pulling them down. I think if anything. The experience that Kyle Busch has could help out that organization. Am I expecting him to come out of the gate, win the Daytona 500, and be in contention for a championship? No. It takes a while to gel with the race team. He's going from Toyota, which he's been with for 17 years, into a Chevy, which he hasn't been in since Hendrick Motorsports. Not that that's going to mean much of a difference to car tomorrow. Chevy is the same as a Toyota, really. But I'm sure the politics are a little different. I'm sure Toyota's upset to lose him. But Toyota, yeah, Toyota wanted to keep him bad. Oh, yeah, yeah they did. Like, I think Toyota's going to open up their own racing team and have Kyle Busch drive for them. Yeah, I wouldn't have doubted that one. But then with that, that leaves the 18 car open, and I think all signs point to Ty Gibbs coming in yep. full-time next season in that 18 Another car. grandson. Yep. Hey, you know someone, you know someone. I mean, for me, it's kind of who you know. And I think we – Who you – I mean, if it was – No, I don't think the same thing. Yeah, I think Kyle Busch is just going to get on there and say, just kidding, guys, there's not an announcement. He, he's going to go right back to Joe Gibbs. Oh, I've reached no, he's just going to say, we don't have any updates. Well, he, he's already done that in the press conference. I know. Like, I just think he's making a big deal out of it, and then he's going to get up there. Just kidding, we don't have any announcements. If that happens, Charlie, I'll buy you a case of beer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. I've never seen Kyle Busch do a joke like that, and if he yeah, does, he'd no. really – 
so as many as many th- as many leaks, I guess there's been, and him going saying they're going to go to RCR. That's probably what's going to happen. The question is, do they release Reddick a year early, and him just go ahead and go to twenty three eleven a year early, or and they stay a two car team, or do they acquire another charter, well, or do they just race and keep it as a open car? Because as of right now, if I'm not mistaken, all the charters are spoken for. Well, you got to understand, too, does Kurt Busch come back? I haven't heard really much of an update about Kurt Busch. And if he uh, doesn't come back. If he doesn't come back, then. Just put put, uh, Reddick into the 45. Just you go ahead and release Reddick a year early. And Busch go ahead and jump into the eight car. Reddick to the 45. Yep. Ty Gibbs City 18. Done. Yep. That's how it it plays out. It's going to be interesting how it plays out here. It really is. Looking forward to it. If this is the case, I think it will help out the organization. Like I said, I don't think there will be a championship contender team right out of the gate because they're not one right now. I think think they make the playoffs. I'll say that now. I think they make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they will too. But, I mean, they made the playoffs now. Austin Dillon's below the cut line with one race to go in this round. And Tyler Reddick's flirting with the cut line. Who knows? Not only that, who's going to sponsor the car? That's what was going to be my next question. Are, are Reddick's sponsors going to stay there with Kyle Busch knowing that he's coming on? We're, we're just going to have to no, wait and see. I think they're going to go with Reddick. Who? Reddick, Who's that? Reddick, Reddick sponsors. Reddick sponsors. Oh, with Dow and all them? Yeah, go with Reddick too. No, no, Dow, no. no, no. Dow's, Dow's, with Dow's been with RCR forever. Yeah. All right. Just, uh, I, we'll just have to wait and see. Maybe they'll come out in the press conference tomorrow. Dow, 3M, all this been with RCR forever. All right. Yep. Anything else regards to the cup races from Kansas, the Formula One Grand Prix from Italy, and the IndyCar finale for you guys before we get into our upcoming races this weekend? I'm good. Okay. The upcoming races this weekend, big weekend of racing here. All three series going to be competing there at the Bristol Motor Speedway, starting off with the Truck Series Thursday, September 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. That's going to be a fun race. The cutoff race, the final, or I should say, shouldn't say the cutoff race, the, fin- the season finale for the regular season finale for the Xfinity Series there at the Bristol Motor Speedway, Friday, September 16th on the USA Network at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the big race, the final race in the round of 16, Saturday, September 17th at 9.30, or sorry, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on USA. Again, this is going to be the first time in three years, just like Darlington, I'm not going to be able to make it to the Bristol night race, unfortunately. But this weekend is going to be my daughter's dedication to church. That takes priority. So... Winners for the Truck Xfinity and Cup race here. I'm going to start off with Austin. Who wins this weekend in Kansas? No Formula One race in IndyCar season's over. No Formula One race until, I believe, the 30th of September when we're at Talladega. So, Austin, who wins the Truck Xfinity and Cup races this weekend? Uh, truck race, I got Ty Majeski. Xfinity, I got Noah Gregson. Winning three in a row. And then Bristol, I just have Chase Elliott. Winning. All right, Charlie. What about you? I'm not sure if he's running because he's only ran part time for K 
KBM this year. But if Corey Heim is running for KBM at Bristol, I got him winning Bristol in the truck series. Solid pick right there. Yeah, that is a solid pick. For the Xfinity, I'll go with Barry. Okay. And Cup Series, Harvick. That was my second pick. I actually took notes for this week's episode. Pick two drivers for every race, and I always get screwed up. Truck Series, Zane Smith, Xfinity, Almondinger, and Cup Series, I think the Hail Mary pays off Kevin Harvick. Gets to win because he needs that to advance. In my opinion, he needs that yep. to advance. Does he win it plainly, or does he move somebody? No, he's going to move someone. If he's got to move somebody, he's going to move, move somebody. somebody. I think Harvick will put the bumper to somebody then go to the next round. But he's got to be careful not to put the bumper to him, to the driver with 30 laps to do, then to come out with fresh tires and deja vu all over again. And that's going to be the if, if that happens again, that's going to be the co- episode title for next week. Deja vu at Bristol. All right, gentlemen. Anything else before we get into our final thoughts, which is our this week in NASCAR in our fantasy standings following the Kansas race? Corey Heim is running. All right, just, Corey Heim is running. So. Okay. So, but anything else before we get into our final thoughts here, gentlemen? All right, let's get into yeah. it. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR skiers to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecasts, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag. White flag, white flag. White flag, one lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you to all who have joined in, whether you're watching this live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, or if you're joining us on your regular podcast platform. Really do appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun doing this show, and it's only going to get better, and I just can't wait for Talladega. I'm still debating whether to bring the podcast equipment there. because it's Bring it. Um, just do it Sunday night. It, it just do it. At, oh, gosh. Get some fan interaction. We are going to, it's going to be such a bad show because it's going to be a, uh, it just, it just got done with the race. And then just, poof. Hey, ah, Ah, maybe this. I got some liquid IVs. Maybe we can bring everything and do a special for our Patreons. And if you want to join our Patreon, it could be found at ramblingaboutracing.com, different tiers for that. And if you want, we could do a special for our Patreon. We'll plan that. we got to plan that. It's something that needs to be planned. It can't just be thrown out there, in my opinion. But see, all plans go 
to the wayside once alcohol is involved. All proceeds. All proceeds? Go to what, Charlie? I don't know. Okay. My, uh, my race team. Whatever benefits Charlie, huh? Just kidding. They go back to the show. Jeez, I was just kidding. <laughs> All right, this week in NASCAR and the fantasy standings following Kansas. Charlie, you want to start off with fantasy standings, or you want me to go with? I guess I'll start off with fantasy All right. standings. You're still sitting seventh. Did you forget to do your lineup again? No, remember last week's episode, I did my lineup, and I just ended up finishing seventh. Oh, okay. 4,356 points. Sixth is S-Blades with 4,755. Eight Preston SMR operations. Preston is SMR operations, yes. He took a big hit. He's sitting fifth now from second. Uh, 4,758. He got chastained. Yes, he did. Big time. I, I couldn't mute it in time. I'm sorry. I couldn't catch it. Fourth is Matt Camper, 4,816. Third is SMR R&D, 4,832. Uh, Super Sumo 32 has made a huge jump with 4,853. I'm still sitting first with 5,111. And you're still in the lead. Yeah, I, and I had a horrible shot. Well, it, what's crazy about this is SMR R&D is a two-time defending champion of this league. He has won it every year since we started doing this back in, I think, 2020. That would be two years defending. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. Okay. <laughs> this week in NASCAR, you always have to do that, huh, Charlie? This week in NASCAR, we go back to September 17th, 1961. David Pearson takes the lead on the final lap and wins his third super speedway race of the year at the Dixie 400 at Atlanta. Short and sweet, September 17th, 1961. And, gentlemen, that will about do it for this week's episode, unless anybody else has any saved rounds before we end the show. I'm good. I like it. About an hour long. Yep, about an hour long. Nice little drive into work or drive away from work. Let's just say we're in the we'll be in the pre-planning position of maybe doing something for Patreon there at Talladega. But John, uh, we need to start. I, we need to start planning for Talladega because I really think that's going to be a great idea. We're, I'm already packed. Oh, Charlie, just meet us there. Just go ahead and set up the site. Couple weeks early. I'll be there. I, I'm, I'm gonna leave. I'll be there Thursday morning. Right. I will be you ready for y'all. You want something to pick me up? Are we gonna take the same vehicle? Because that way, if you have to leave, you can leave. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I'm hoping them freaking kids don't do something like that. Whoa, 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 whoa! If something yeah, happens to my wife again, I gotta go back home. You ain't been a dad for three weeks. Goodness, man, you, you, it changes everything. Still contract signing, mate. I can't make the next race and drive. I mean, you, you yeah, that's coming out. Of, that's like that contract's null and void. I, I really hope no, your man. your wife isn't listening to this because then she's gonna be thinking, "Oh yeah, watch this." Watch him jump. Watch me say jump and him say out high. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my goodness. Hang on, messenger. (laughs) No, they're they're good and behaving. They're cool, calm, relaxed, kind of like me. They'll they'll stay in the Nikki Tucky back. Then they come home. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, gentlemen, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. What we got? Let's look at the schedule here. Bristol, Texas, Talladega. Three weeks, man. Three weeks. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to have so much fun. All right. I got everything laid out in the living room, taking inventory. Yeah, I need to start bringing stuff down from the attic. I've already – I've got Emma making me do a showdown. 
Matt got it. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, oh my gosh, dude. I think what we call it in the Marine Corps pre deployment junk on the bunk. Oh, gosh. Those days sucked. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here on this week's this week's episode of Rambling About Racing here. Thank you so much for tuning in to us and watching us or listening to us, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch live or on, during the replay or your regular podcast platform. Really do appreciate you showing up. Make sure to head over to ramblingaboutracing.com, the links to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for our latest and greatest in world of auto racing. Make sure to go check out our partners, two of the shows, Stand to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, not only for us here at Rambling About Racing, for what they, but, but for what they do at Burns Radio as well. For Charlie Herkes, Chuck8384, Austin Reeves, Austin underscore Reeves 6, I'm Matt Beamer, mbeamer22, all those on Twitter, all those can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.